0: Got a lot more recruiting news to talk about in both basketball and football. And some preseason top 25s are coming out. And uh, some of them seem a little bit weird. You are Locked On
1: Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked on Bounder. Thanks for making this your first listen. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we've got a lot to discuss, and you got to move over a little bit because, like, you're so – there you go. All right. <laughs> you were just, It was just like an OCD thing. I'm trying
1: to perfect the Chris Collins work slide on Sunday night football.
0: <laughs> uh, we got a lot to talk about, a lot of recruiting stuff to talk about. Um, some basketball stuff that I definitely want to get into. Uh, first and foremost, we're also going to do your countdown. Um, first and foremost, just a couple of things, uh, sort of odd in to start out with, because there, there's some fun stuff out there right now. First of all, Dylan Riola, who's a lot of people consider to be the number one quarterback in the country committed to Georgia. If he's not the number one quarterback, Julian Sayin maybe, be, who's committed of course to Alabama, but Dylan Riola is, is uh, transferring to Buford, Georgia uh to, to play high school football there from Arizona. Isn't Riola from Arizona?
1: That's right. Well I yeah. think he's moved around, but yeah. Uh yeah. He, he he played last year in Arizona.
0: Well, so he'll be there with with uh K J Bolden. He'll yep. be there with Edric Houston. Yep. I mean, Buford is loaded. And I, I guess having Riola there is definitely going to help Georgia with K J Bolden and, and maybe with Houston too. I don't know. Uh, Of course, Alabama's looking at both of these guys and really wants them.
1: That's right. And the latest uh, win, in terms of where the winds are blowing, and they can blow all over the place in recruiting and change direction quickly. But in terms of where wind's blowing right now, K.J. Bolden and uh, Edward Houston, two five-stars playing for the same high school. Not a package deal. No one's ever referred to them in that way. But they do go on a lot of trips together, and they hang out a lot, and both are leaning to the Ohio State University right now. So, that's uh, that's the word, that's where the winds are blowing. We'll see if Alice adding Dylan Rayola to that Buford program is gonna help the Georgia Bulldogs. Obviously, he was sort of sent there by Georgia. I think that's how it works, he was sent there. And uh, part of it is to reverse uh, what's happened at Buford, which is a great producer of talent in Georgia. And frankly, uh, the Bulldogs have lost out on a lot of kids there. So I'm sure this is some uh, attempt by Georgia to stem the bleeding. And uh, we'll see if it works. Uh, no need for Alabama to fret. Uh, Alabama would love to have K.J. Bolden and Andrew Houston. They're working on that. They'll continue to work on that. But uh, overall, this is going to be a really solid recruiting class period, no matter what happens with those guys.
0: Oh, shoot. Boy, everything happens at once when uh, your daughter oh, FaceTimes you great. in the middle of a podcast. Um, yeah, so uh, all that's uh, interesting. I just think um, – and really, I think Julian Sain, based on his performance at the Elite Eleven, could take over for Dylan Real as number one quarterback. Of course, I'm probably in the minority. Georgia fans probably think I'm nuts, but um, it just feels like that could be a thing. Uh, couple it a couple of, I mean,
1: I mean, I know I'm in the minority here, and everybody listening to the show says you don't know. I want, and it's fine if saying something. I'm just saying Sain is what he is. Whether you put a one next to his name, a two, a seventeen, or a ninety-five. I mean, we got him. I really like his skill set. Doesn't matter to me where he's ranked. That that sounds like crazy for somebody that works for in an industry where the most important thing we do is rank recruit. And I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. I'm just saying I don't I don't get all emotional over it, is what I'm saying. I mean I'm I'm fine with it either way.
0: Well, way to make fun of me for being emotional. <laughs> um so Jimmy Stop Le- crying. <laughs> Don't you even worry about it. Um, So A couple other things. First of all, uh, ESPN came out with their power rankings for the future. Um, Georgia, number one. Alabama, number two. I know you're shocked. Um, Ohio State, three. Michigan, four. By the way, everybody makes fun of uh, uh, Georgia's schedule this year. Michigan's is a much bigger crap fest. I mean, it is just – Terrible. The only game they have that's even there two games that are watchable. That's at Penn State and Ohio State at home. That's it. Yeah, well,
1: I don't even know. They don't have a significant non-conference game.
0: No, not one. Now next year they play Texas at home, but uh, this year it is absolutely bunk. Um, but yeah. in the power rankings, yeah. LSU is five, USC is six, Clemson seven, uh, Tennessee is nine. Um, so, a, a lot of uh, South Carolina's on this list, Oklahoma's on this list, um, Texas, obviously, on this list. I mean, a bunch of SEC folks are here. So, Wisconsin at 19, of course, Alabama plays them uh, starting in 24. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, like I said, South Carolina's on here. I'm just going down the list, and Ole Miss is on here. So, a lot of future Alabama opponents on this list as well. I just like looking at these things, and again, it's, it's fodder season, so they're just putting some stuff out there. Um, then, uh, one other thing I wanted to point out: Barrett Salee, noted Auburn alum Barrett Saleh, uh has a, uh, an article out about uh, where he thinks SEC, you know, SEC win totals, who will who will be over their predictions, et cetera. He has Alabama losing two games, both of them at home: Texas and LSU. And so he said Alabama over-under wins 10.5, he's going the under. Um, I just found that, you know, a little interesting. Look, if you say Alabama's going to lose two games, I, I just probably wouldn't pick those two.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I might. I mean, uh, I, I worry about at A&M more than most, uh, and that's fine. Uh, I, I, I do agree Texas is the most losable game on the whole schedule solely because of where they are on the schedule. The fact you play them in week two, while we're still trying to iron out the quarterback situation, to me, I've got to put the Texas game as the most losable uh, on the road at A&M just simply because they're the best team we play on the road and Alabama has struggled big time on the road two seasons in a row. Uh, We we went over that a a couple of shows ago, uh, six and three in the last nine on the road, only one super comfortable win at all in the past nine on the road. i include a m on the road is really tough uh and then uh the two teams that beat us last year lsu and tennessee you both get them at home i think lsu is better than they were a year ago i don't believe tennessee is I, i don't believe tennessee will be better than they were last year i think lsu will be so for that reason i would put lsu really high on the list of losable games uh even more so than tennessee that i would rank fourth so i can see it and i don't think Based on what happened a season ago, and based on what Alabama's done on the road the last two years, Luke, and based on the quarterback situation, I'm not going to find fault with any anyone that says Alabama will finish ten and two. I, I don't believe so. I think Alabama will be better than that, uh, but I, I can't fault uh, any national expert that believes that. Uh, I get it.
0: Man, you're just like non. You're just going against me today. No, what's your problem? <laughs> You think you're better than me? No, I sort of like Auburn. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, all right, Jimmy, I need to – I was trying to
1: think the, the most – I was trying to think of the most non-loop take ever. I sort of like Auburn.
0: So. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, I need to get into some bird dogs here. Like, love me some bird dogs. You love bird dogs. We all love bird dogs. These things are absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm not wearing them right now because I'm at work. But when I get home, I'm going to put my bird dogs on. I promise you, I love these things. They make you look good. The uh, bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look that you really love. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon. They just do it cheaper. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. Show yourself wearing Bird Dogs, uh, you know, anywhere and people will be like, whoa, I love those shorts. They're the best. I promise you, you will go uh, bananas for these things. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college, birddogs.com slash locked on college. Get that free Yeti style tumbler. And when I have my bird dogs on next time, maybe when Jaron Stevenson commits tonight, I'm going to stand up and show them to you and prove to you that Jimmy and I wear these things all the time and absolutely love them. On the next podcast, we're going to talk uh, more countdown stuff, more recruiting stuff. But right now, Jimmy, let's get into a little basketball as Jaron Stevenson, a five star who we believe will be reclassifying uh, to be able to play next year. There he is right there. Look at that wingspan. Good Lord. Um, And uh, so anyway, he's going to be uh, committing tonight at seven o'clock central time. We might do a, a reaction pod to that. I hope we do. And I'm very excited about it. Feel like it's going to be Alabama. This will be a big help. And uh, certainly have people quit asking about Grant Nelson for a minute, who we also think will end up at Alabama eventually.
1: Yeah, still optimistic on Grant Nelson. But today, all the talk is uh, Jaron Stevenson as we record this Wednesday morning or Wednesday lunchish, ish uh, You know at on three, we, we think it's going to be out alabama we have yet to release an official prediction uh leaning towards alabama strong leaned alabama even uh but it's 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 not a done deal it's not uh hey we've been told it's not hey uh go ahead and start preparing your stories now but uh we're 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 guessing like everyone else but we're guessing based on stuff that we we do know so i i think at bol we're going to settle on on jaron stevenson to alabama unless something changes uh this afternoon and recruiting is fluid so uh, it would be huge to me. I mean, I'm going to invoke the name Noah Clowney, but but let me tell you why. It's, it's not fair to bring in Stevenson and say, oh, you're a one and done. You're going to go to the NBA and be a top 20 pick like, like Clowney is this week. No, that's not fair. His game is like Clowney. He's built like Clowney. This is a tall forward. He's an inside player. He's an inside big, but he's slender. He also has a good shot. This is a stretch forward. This is a guy that can play under the basket because he's long, he's tall, he's a good rebounder, sort of a physical kid for his size, but he can also play away from the basket, even uh, hit some three-point shots, uh, and his shot's even going to improve as he gets older. Again, a lot like Clowney. This is how much he is like Clowney. His dad is his coach. His dad was a, a longtime professional basketball player overseas and knows the game backwards and forwards. His dad compares him to Noah Clowney. That's why I think ultimately if he chooses Alabama, I think it's because of Alabama's player development with players like Jaron Stevenson. And I think that's the business decision that the Stevenson family is making here. Uh, So that's why I think it's going to be Alabama. That's why he's a good fit in what we do and a good kid, uh, apparently going to reclassify. That is not, it's a lot like the Grant Nelson thing. I mean, we think he's going to reclassify. We think that's what's going on. But anytime something's going on academically, you're not sure until you're sure. And uh, the Grant Nelson situation, sort of similar. Similar. I mean, he's a grad transfer that hasn't graduated yet, right? So Jaron Stevenson's going to reclassify. I don't think all that's been done has been done. So is it going to happen? Uh, probably. Let's use probably, but uh, but not definitely.
0: A uh, couple other things. And, again, we're going to try and do a reaction, Bob, to this. If Jimmy's not available, I will try and do one at least. But a uh, couple other basketball notes just before we get into your countdown, guys. Uh, CBS and ESPN have put out their uh, most recent top 25s for basketball next year. Both of them have bumped Alabama up into the top 17, 18, uh, because they both believe Alabama's getting Grant Nelson. This, that ranking doesn't even reflect the possibility of Jaron Stevenson being on the team. But I looked at CBS's top 25. These are Alabama opponents for next year. Number two, Purdue. Uh, they have FAU, Florida Atlantic, number four. Now, we don't play them. I just find that interesting. Um, let's see who else. Creighton at number nine. Arkansas at 11. Tennessee at 14, AM at 15, Arizona 16, Alabama at 17. Uh, let's see, uh, just Mississippi State at 25. Now, one thing that you're not seeing in there is Kentucky is out just because they've lost, they've lost so many people recently. But um, I just, I'm like, wow, man, Alabama's schedule is going to be ridiculous because some of those folks, uh, Alabama's actually going to play twice and then I'm going to roll over to ESPNs very quickly where they have Purdue at three. Of course, Alabama plays them in Toronto, Tennessee at six. Uh, I don't, boy, I don't believe we're playing Gonzaga again this year. I kind of hope not. I'm about to say, uh, Arizona at 11, uh, Creighton at 13, Arkansas at 14, uh, Alabama at 18, A&M at 19. And I'm just scrolling down quickly. I know it's good radio. Uh, and then then they have kentucky florida and auburn as next in line teams so i mean alabama's schedule once again is just ridiculously tough but i think that's positive i mean i think it's good it's served us well and you know if we can get grant nelson and and jaron stevenson as part of this team all of a sudden throw whatever schedule you want to at me bro i'm fine with it so i I just like talking about those two things one other note uh lebaron filon has transferred uh, from Baker to the Link School, which apparently is in Missouri. I've never even heard of it. Um, but they don't play golf. They must play golf there. I mean, you would think that'd be the Links. The Links. <laughs> um, but the Link School, um, okay. I, I, I'm ho- Here's me hoping Alabama still recruiting LeBaron Phylon. I have some Auburn friends. And when I told him initially, you know, when he committed to Auburn, I was like, you know, my. What I had heard is Alabama wasn't pursuing him as hard. They like him, but they didn't, you know, they were like not pushing necessarily. It's kind of like the Kevin Riley thing, the running back committed to Miami. And uh, they just said, oh, you're just jealous. You know you love him. I was like, I do love him. I want him at Alabama. I want this kid to play for Alabama. I still do. So um, I'm hoping the staff is is uh, feeling that way a little bit more now too because I would love to have him on this team. Uh, I, I hate that he's not going to be playing in the state of Alabama and what it means is he's not going to be – he's not going to repeat his Mr. Basketball in the state too. So, I just found that interesting. And um, the Perry Thompson drama continues. Apparently, a couple of Auburn players are tweeting out about how he's – a flip is imminent for Perry Thompson, the wide receiver committed to Alabama. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I still like Alabama's chances. But that's just going to be out there until the bitter end, folks. So, if you all are tired of the Perry Thompson drama, I'm sorry. It's going to be there you know who the
1: file on situation is starting to remind me of just a little bit. And and I'm not, I'm not predicting, this is not a prediction, but maybe I will start predicting this because his recruitment is starting to remind me a bit of Kennedy Winston. Yeah. Also a high profile player from mobile who was not going to go to Alabama and just never felt like Alabama. And then he not only commits, but signs with Cal, you know, and and I I can't remember if he never showed up there or went there for a while I don't remember, but he had signed with Cal, the Golden Bears, out in Berkeley, uh, and and then ends up at Alabama. And, and I can't help but wonder if that's kind of where this lebaron Filon thing is going.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. And, of course, Katie Winston didn't wind up at Alabama.
1: That's right. And, and, and again, maybe Fylon ends up at Alabama via transfer portal or something down the road. But I, it just feels like today you'd go, there's never been a file on to Alabama vibe. That, that's just never – felt like it's going to happen, yet super high profile, great fit in what Oates does, runs the floor and scores. And and, in the end, and 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 what I mean by the end, maybe the prologue makes perfect sense by law to Alabama. So maybe we'll see it in the prologue, which means down the road.
0: All right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to knock out two guys in your countdown. And we're back. Uh, a couple of guys in your countdown today, Jimmy. We're going to go with, uh, I think it's number 51 on your list, Sean Murphy um, the from Virginia. Uh, didn't make a lot of noise uh, last year, but you know we expect he uh, could, could be a big contributor this year. Going to put up a picture of him right now if, if this thing will work. There he is. Um, you know, looking like a good football player. Nice specimen. Antonio Langham's number. Got a lot to live up to. I dig it. Uh, tell us about him.
1: Yeah, uh, good player for sure. Big-time recruit out of Virginia when Alabama signed him. Uh, came in and did pretty well early on. Uh, what's interesting, though, a couple things, uh, is he get, he got getting better and better and better throughout the season to the point that when Deontay Lawson was injured late in the year uh, and Alabama wanted another option inside linebacker, you look out there in the Auburn game, game 12, playing with the first team, just a handful of snaps, but there's Sean Murphy, true freshman Sean Murphy, lining up next to Henry To'o Toho playing inside linebacker against Auburn. Uh, and then, then the bowl game, there he is again, against Kansas State, out there with the ones. He didn't play the whole game, but he played snaps with the ones. So you go into this year thinking he's almost a favorite to be the starter, right? I mean, a true freshman that turned the corner during the season, highly recruited, looks the part, and then plays with the ones uh, in game 12 and game 13 a year ago. but you know, this spring, he's not with the ones uh, because there's such good competition there. Uh, you bring in Trez Marshall, the inside linebacker from Georgia through the portal. You bring in a Juco guy like Justin Jefferson. Uh, he's he's in the mix. Jahad Campbell is who's been just a monster off season and just looks like a future superstar. So I would say Sean Murphy's behind those guys, but at the same time, it doesn't change the fact of of how he got on the field late last season. And this is a good player. I think the fact that Sean Murphy is number 51, that would almost be my exhibit A in the case, Luke, that Alabama still has the best roster in this sport. Uh, for Sean Murphy to be 51 and not with the first team and not with the second team uh, right now as we speak is just proof of Alabama's tremendous depth at this spot. Uh, and by tremendous depth, I mean tremendous depth and talent. Uh, This is a good player. And in my opinion, this fall, he's good enough to be a starter. Uh, He's probably no better than the fifth inside linebacker at Alabama behind Lawson, Marshall, Jefferson, and Campbell.
0: Uh, And then for number 50 on your countdown, this is going to be an interesting one. You've got James Burnup, uh, a punter, and – I want, you know, I want to put up a picture of James Burnup. So I went and looked for one. I know this isn't great for the for the audio podcast, but for the YouTubers out there, I'm putting up a picture of James Burnup. And why does it? When I look at this video, it feels like to me he is scared to death of that football exploding versus he's about to punt it.
1: Uh, it could be a gag. Is that a gag football, like gag golf balls, and his buddies are playing a joke on him? But it looks like he's playing dodgeball with a football, right? Like he's trying to get out of the way of it. It is an odd spot, and he's still learning the game. But let me tell you a couple things. Number one, it's just impossible to rank specialists in these lists. I mean, where do you put him, you know, with the other players? Uh, I, I I found a cusp, what I call a cusp. I, I put him right at the top of the list that guys are certain to play roles on the team. Guys that are certain to play roles on the team in terms of offense, defense, ended up 1 through 49. That's why I put Burnham at 50. Uh, because he's obviously going to be out there every single weekend, but he's a specialist and he's not an all-star. But I looked up his numbers the other day, Luke, to do the story on Burn Up on POL. And uh, what I saw was a guy that's tremendously improved. Let's say year one, maybe the worst punter in the league. I'll say maybe the worst punter in the SEC in year one. But year two, guess what? He got better. Not only did he get better, he got a lot better. He was... He went from averaging somewhere around 39.1 to 42.4 yards in a season. That's a tremendous leap. He went from the worst punter in the league to somewhere in the middle. And based on the fact that that was just year one to year two, and he showed up at Alabama with virtually zero game experience, I think there's another leap coming, Luke. He also apparently had a good spring it's not going to surprise me if he leaves Alabama and that's after 2024 is maybe the best punter in this league. And that's why you sign these high potential high ceiling Australian guys from the Australian punting academies. They're still learning. Their raw tool is it's fantastic. And you're just like, it's only a matter of time before he really studies and learns the art and science of punting that he'll be great. And, uh, for for all of Burnup's struggles in 2021, Alabama now has a quality punter in James Burnham. Uh, will he be the best in the SEC this year? Probably not. But isn't all you can ever ask is to be among the best? And where I think Burnham finished about eighth in the SEC a year ago, uh, let's say he finishes uh, fourth, fifth, or sixth in the league this year. That's that's how I feel about him. a uh, good player that's improving right in front of our eyes.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is it's – it's always important to have good special teams. It's not quite as important to have the best punter in the country when you're Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. Yeah, of course, it helps. Of course, you want it. It's much better to have a great punter if you don't have a great offense. If you, if you, you know what I mean. And, and you yeah, do yeah, have sure. a great defense or something. Oh, We've got a good, good offense. We won't be using them that much. I hope to God. One last number.
1: I saw somebody say something about how our punter's terrible and what, what that. I mean. How about this number? In his first season at Alabama, punted all season long, one punt of 50 yards or more. Last year in year two, six. I mean,
0: he's getting there. I mean, he's getting there. This This year could be over 10. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for today's pod. Hopefully we'll have an emergency pod tonight after Jaron Stevenson commits to the University of Alabama, and uh, then we will have some more podcasts with your countdown continuing and uh, maybe more recruiting stuff. So, hey, man, thank you all for listening. Go buy you some bird dogs. Go sign up for FanDuel. Support our sponsors because they support us. We appreciate you guys a ton. And also, 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 go uh, subscribe. So we appreciate you guys a ton. And until tomorrow, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.